You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Wednesday, June the 1st. This is the second episode that is dropping on this Wednesday here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Thanks you for making it your first listen of the day or maybe your second listen because your first listen was the other episode of today. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thank you for tuning in today. Each and every day, this episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. Again, get $50 off purchases, $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked On at checkout. BlueNile.com. I'll tell more about that in just a little while. We are officially to June. Talked about it a little bit in the other episode today. It's kind of hard to believe that we're already in the month of June. Past Memorial Day. May has come and gone. We are into June. I think just 21, 21 days away from the official start of summer. 20 days or whatever. You know, the summer solstice, whatever have you. Uh, but we are in June. Officially hard to believe for sure. And it's around this time of the year that, as I mentioned at the YouTube Open, Playoff pictures are, are pretty much set, or they, they can be pretty much set. You have a pretty good idea of what kind of season you're going to have for the most part. For the most part. Obviously, as Cardinal fans, Cardinal followers, we know that anything can happen at any point throughout the season. 17-game uh, winning streaks, climbing back 10.5 games in a month. Wild, wild things can happen. Uh, but that, nevertheless, the Cardinals overall... Have had a pretty good start, so let's let let's start with where the Cardinals are right now. Okay, the Cardinals had a pretty good month of May. We're, we'll we'll compare the two months uh, from this year and last year in just a little bit. But Cardinals right now sit at 28 wins to 21 losses. That's a 571 winning percentage. They're seven and three in their last ten. Just three games back of first place, and that first place team is the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, and the Cardinals right now, they're they're. You could, there, there's a decent argument, and I say decent, that the Cardinals are, are leaking oil a little bit. You know, pitching is a question. Uh, you just don't know what you're going to get offensively. Your, your, your outfield fluctuates day to day. But overall, with everything that has gone on for the St. Louis Cardinals right now, with the Jack Flaherty injury, with the, the starters not performing, with Arnado struggling, with O'Neill not performing and then getting hurt, the Dylan Carlson injury, with everything that has gone on, for the Cardinals to be just three games back of first place Milwaukee Brewers, I think is not a terrible spot to be in. And you look at it as well, the Cardinals have a plus 44 run differential. They've allowed the least amount of runs in the National League Central, and that's with a very tough schedule. The Cardinals, or at least relative to the team above them, the Milwaukee Brewers have played just 12 games against teams above 500. The Cardinals have played 26 at the time of this recording uh, early Wednesday morning. And they have allowed fewer runs than the Milwaukee Brewers. And Milwaukee Brewers are dealing with some injuries uh, with Peralta down, Woodruff down, bullpen struggling, all these different things. But I think the Cardinals have set themselves up for a much better June this year than last year. Last year's May for the St. Louis Cardinals, they were 16-12. and 12. They were okay. Jack Flaherty gets hurt against the Dodgers, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> um Crap hits the fan, for lack of a better phrase. You just have chaos, you have injuries, you have pitching struggles, you have offensive struggles. Really nothing goes right for the Cardinals last June. Uh, just a 370 winning percentage. But this month, 
this year seems different than last year's May to June. Cardinals were 17 and 12, so a game better. Uh, they played more games this May than they did, they did last May, but a game better than last year. And for some reason, or it, no, not for some reason, it's the exact opposite with Jack Flaherty. Instead of you don't know when Jack Flaherty is going to come back, you don't know if he's going to come back. Well, now you have Jack Flaherty on the mend, facing live batters twice in the last week and a half, and close to a rehab assignment, close to coming back to the rotation. You have Dylan Carlson that was producing galore before his injury. He's about to come back. He's about to go on a rehab assignment hopefully soon. Tyler O'Neill, same thing. If his shoulder's on the mend, see how the treatment reacts. You have positives going for you for the Cardinals on both sides of the baseball. Now, this is not to say that this Cardinal team is without its flaws. This is not to say that this Cardinal team is going to be perfect once they get those pieces back. You still have players that are underperforming. Corey Dickerson, major underperformer. Right now, Harrison Bader's on a little bit of a hitting streak. I was going to mention him when I was prepping this episode, but a hitting streak has been okay. Nolan Arnato, after a really solid month of April, player of the month, month of April, he has struggled. He has fallen off the wagon a little bit despite a couple of hits yesterday. You have players that are underperforming. You don't know what you're going to get from Sosa at short. So he's done a nice job. You don't know how long you're going to get these rookies to continue to produce. You don't know how long Yepes or Donovan are going to continue to hit this way. Yes, they've hit very nice, nicely so far, and it's been a, a nice jolt to the offense. You just don't know. The bullpen situation remains in flux. Gallegos has shown kinks in the armor. You're seeing Helsley even give up an earned run. Uh, that was more of a sarcastic point, but still, you have weaknesses in this offense, but or this team, excuse me. But when I look at this team compared to last year's team, there are a lot of similar characters, a lot of similar faces on this team uh, compared to last year. So I'm not saying that everything is completely different and we're going to have a brand new team and this is going to be a fantastic month of June just because of all the new characters. But you do have players performing like unlike they did last year. Paul Goldschmidt, who had a great year last year, is on another level right now. Albert Pujols has produced. The numbers might not be there, but a limited playing time, it's hard to look at numbers. I look at moments. He's delivered. He had two sacrifice flies and a walk-off win yesterday. He's done a really nice job. Kisner has done a solid job as backup catcher. You're seeing great performances from Jake Woodford here and there. You're seeing good performances from Angel Rondon, Matthew Librator, Nolan Gorman has per- produced early in his career. You're seeing guys that either A, weren't on the team last year produce, or B, players on the team that last year, players that were on the team last year that are producing at a higher rate this year. Miles Michaelis, although the last couple starts have been underwhelming, is a great example of that. You can't tell me that Miles Michaelis hasn't looked great at points in this season. Great. He's been phenomenal. You know, even though he struggled against the Brewers in his last start, I still think he's been one of the Cardinals' better starters throughout the year. Adam Wainwright has put up some great numbers. He had a great start yesterday, but I still think Michaelis has been the guy so far, especially when Wainwright missed a couple starts due to the COVID issue. This month of June is going to be an important one for the Cardinals, especially with, you know, they have an opportunity here to take over the Brewers and the National League Central. The MLB.com just released an article today about how they, their bold prediction is that the Cardinals will do that. And when you look at the Cardinals' schedule, that gives you a bit of a better idea about how they might fare. After this game against the Padres on this Wednesday afternoon, or it might be evening, but depending on how much rain comes, and uh, they're probably going to wait a fair amount just because you don't know, um, you know, with it being a team out west, 
you just don't know how many off days you're going to have to get this game in. So they're going to wait as long as they can. Likely, you've got five against the Cubs. Cubs are not performing right now. It's five games in four days, so that's going to be a tough series from that perspective of it, right? Uh, then you've got three games at Tampa Bay. That's a tough series. Rays are a good team. But then you've got three games at home against the Reds, four games in three days at home against the Pirates. So the only thing that makes that difficult, even though the Reds had a much better May than they did April, is the Pirates' doubleheaders. Uh, the, 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 the four games in three days is what makes that tough. Okay, then after that, you, you face three at the Boston Red Sox. They were either really good or really bad so far this season, so you don't know what you're going to get there. The key series this month, circle your calendars. June 20th to June 23rd, it's a four-game set at Milwaukee. That is going to be a key series for the Cardinals this month if they want to try to overtake the Milwaukee Brewers for first place in the National League Central. After that, the Cardinals have three games at home against the Cubs. First time Cubs come to Bush this year, and then three at the Marlins to finish it out. So you've got a mixture of some decent teams to bad. You kind of got it all over, but I would say the Cardinals' schedule is overall pretty favorable to them this season for the St. for to overtaking the Brewers in the National League Central. St. Louis Cardinals, I think, are in a great spot. They're in a better spot than they were last June because you got Flaherty coming back. You got all these things coming for the Cardinals rather than things that are leaving the Cardinals for a successful month of June. So that's kind of the comparison as to where the Cardinals stand this year compared to last year. But let's talk more about this year, because there have been some fun moments this year. This has been a fun team to watch for the most part. You've got your your struggle games as you do, but there are a couple of things that I want to talk about with this team that, that excite me and a couple of things that concern me. I'm going to start with the excitement level. Uh, and things that have gone well for the first two months of the season as the Cardinals look to uh, continue on the, these improvements. And I'll talk about those things coming up here in just a moment. But I do want to talk about today's title sponsor first. We're introducing to you BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all the prices that you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with a modern, convenience online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers with handcraft for perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. And if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, because I know I would, Blue Nile has a jewelry experts on hand. 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. You can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKED on L-O-C-K-E-D, plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So far in the month of June, the story has been, for the St. Louis Cardinals in my opinion, the pitching. Both good, the good and the bad. After the first month in April, it was the really good of the pitching. Michaelis was solid. You were seeing some decent things from Hicks and from Hudson. Wainwright was was okay. He was pretty solid. You, you were seeing good things from this pitching staff. Matt's had a couple of really good starts in there. 
The bullpen was just lights out, shut down, fantastic. Helsley, Gallegos, Cabrera, Whitley was performing, Woodford even as well. McFarland was off to a nice start. The, the pitching in the first month, to me, was the story. And you also had Nolan Arenado as well. But when you look at this pitching staff, we're, we're seeing the, the, the negatives that we're seeing in the pitching staff is that we're seeing that when pitchers only go four to five plus innings a start, and you have to use the bullpen extensively each and every day, we're seeing the bullpen falter over time. That is an obvious statement. That is something that we saw even last year because the bullpen was shut you down fantastic good last year until June when Gallegos was overused as well as Reyes, as well as Cabrera. The big three last year turned into the bad three last year because they were overused because the only pitcher going more than six innings last season at this point was Adam Wainwright. Now, it's it's still a bit of a struggle, but you have more pieces to piece it together, if that makes sense. Angel Rondon was phenomenal last week to save the bullpen. Andre Pallante was phenomenal on Monday. I think he could be a big piece in this bullpen. Uh, I, I just think that you're, you're seeing bigger, more pieces this season step up than we saw last season. Andrew Miller was not the answer last. Like, we didn't really see anybody out of the bullpen. This includes Ryan Helsley. We didn't see anybody out of the bullpen season last season step up outside of the big three until TJ McFarland and Luis Garcia, was. they were able to give Mike Schilt more options. And that's what we're seeing right now with guys like Andre Pallante, Cody Whitley at times to start the season, Jake Woodford at times as well. On Hell Rondon, I already, like, we're, we're seeing more and more guys be able to step up, and I think that that is what is fueling the Cardinals' success right now. Obviously, you've got question marks galore, or not galore, yet you do have question marks, which is the real Nick Whitgren? What are we going to get out of TJ McFarland? You have some question marks in this bullpen, don't get me wrong. But I think that despite the lack of big names for this Cardinal team, this bullpen has been solid. This pitching staff has overall been okay despite all the negatives, despite all the, the, the need for more pitching. This bullpen has impressed overall. I think that there is room for Marmol to grow in bullpen management, obviously, but I also think that he's done a nice job in his first two months, and I think that he's learning on the fly, and that's exactly what a first-year manager has to do in managing a bullpen. Okay, maybe we reevaluate how we use Helsley. Maybe we reevaluate how we use Gallegos. He's done that already. He has done that. He has reevaluated. He has used Helsley in the closer spot. He has used Gallegos in a non-closer spot because he's been ineffective there. He's already done that. Does he put his players in the position to succeed every single time? No, but I think that he is, despite some questionable decision-making here and there, overall has done a nice job with this team. And, you know, it's a two-month sample size. Mike Schill did a nice job in two months as well. And we all saw that he got fired just a couple years later. So a long way to go in the Marmol tenure. But this bullpen has been able to piece it together somehow, some way. And I'm, in, I'm excited for what this bullpen can do for the rest of this season. I think that once you get Flaherty back, you, you, you have your five starters Maybe you know, Libertor stays because when it, when Hicks comes back, that that that's another thing, that the, another wrinkle in the story as well. When Jordan Hicks comes back, that's a sixth starter, assuming Hicks and Flaherty come back. I don't think Hicks did enough to earn a starting spot back, especially if Libertor goes out there and 
fires another five or six innings like he did his last start. Shut out baseball or one or two runs or, you know, stuff. Look, I think that I would much rather see the Cardinals experiment and toy around with Matthew Liebertor getting more opportunities than Jordan Hicks. All due respect to Jordan Hicks. But when Flaherty comes back, you have your five starters. Flaherty, Wainwright, Michaelis, Hudson, Libertor. We'll, we'll just say that, okay? Then you're able to define the bullpen roles just a little bit more. All right, Palanta, you're the long man. Okay, Verhagen, you're the, the, the mop-up guy. You're, you're, you're coming in in this situation. You've got your seven, eight, and nine kind of panned out. And you're not just trying to have a bullpen day every five starts or every, every six days, every you know, seven, whatever it is. Because you have defined roles in the bullpen. Again, more excitement level for this month of June than last month of June, because June 2021 was not good. It was bad. It was one of the worst months of, in, a, in a long time in Cardinal baseball. So I think this month, getting players back from injury is going to be a huge plus, especially on their starting pitching side. Yes, Carlson is going to be nice to get back. Yes, it's going to be nice to get Tyler O'Neill back. Of course, obviously, duh. <laughs> but at the same time, the offense has been able to piece it together better than the bullpen in my mind. I'll talk about the offense in the third segment. But right now, the Cardinal pitching staff stands, you know, it's going to be a, a struggle to get through this Cubs series, five games in four days, as well as that Pittsburgh series coming up in a couple of weeks, like I mentioned. But I've been overall impressed with this pitching staff. And like I said, at the end of the day, with Flaherty getting hurt, with guys underperforming, with, with trying to experiment with Hicks, with trying to get Hudson back to, to full strength, all these different variables in play, not to say that the Cardinals are the only team dealing with injuries. They're not. Plenty of teams are. But with all those variables in play for the starting rotation, for the Cardinal pitching staff to, to hold up like it has, I think it's a win. It's a win. It's a huge positive What do you think? Are you impressed with this bullpen? Are you impressed with this pitching staff? I'll be honest. I don't think that this uh, pitching staff has pitched as well as I thought it would have. Thought Wainwright would be better. Thought Michaelis would be better. Thought Mats would be better and healthy. Thought um, Hicks would be better. Thought like I thought the starters would be a little bit better. But the bullpen has found a way to somehow, some way get together innings, and save the, the starting pitching staff, okay? Uh, and I've, I've just been impressed. When they talk about O'Neill and Carlson coming back to the offense, that raises more questions because you have guys in the bullpen that you can say, okay, you can go down. <laughs> okay, we can move you around. Okay, we can f- define your role. But when the offense comes back, when, when Dylan Carlson comes back, who are you sending down? I think that'll be a fascinating development when those two guys come back. Is it Gorman? Is it Yepes? Is it Libertor? Is I know that's a pitcher, but... Is it Donovan? Is it Sosa? Is it Newt Bar again? you got a couple of different options there for the St. Louis Cardinals. So we'll talk about the offense, what has been good, what needs to change in the month of June coming up here in just a moment. But our partners at Bet Online do continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, NHL playoffs, and even next year's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So be sure to head to the website today, betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and actions because BetOnline is where the game starts. 
Before we get to talking about the offense, I do want to share this message with you from everybody else at Locked On. We have an important favor to ask you because we've been putting together a survey uh, here at Locked On Podcast Network so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On Podcast even better. And this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. LockedOnPodcast.com dot com slash survey right now to get started it won't take you very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to take our audience survey once again go to lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey thank you for your help to try and make this podcast better to finish up this show of this podcast locked on cardinals podcast we're talking about the offense it was the tale of two months for Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Not that Paul Goldschmidt had a bad April, but it wasn't the month of May he had. <laughs> and Nolan Arenado did have a bad May, but it was an exceptional April. It's uncanny to me. Just for a quick moment. It's uncanny to me how these two can't get hot at the same time. Or at least it seems that way. Maybe last September when the Cardinals were on the run, you could make that argument. But I would say... For a majority of this year, or for, excuse me, a majority of their tenure together, which has been just a year and some change, they just cannot get hot at the same time. It's kind of bizarre to me. But offensively speaking, Arenado was a huge contributor in their strong month of April, and Paul Goldschmidt wasn't the only contributor, but he was the largest contributor in their good to great month of May. 17 and 12, they'll take that month any day of the week. But behind those two players that have had strong moments, you had Dylan Carlson who got off to a couple strong, or had a strong stint before his injury. Bader's had a nice little hitting streak going here recently. Pools had a couple of nice stretch moments. But beyond that, it has been the rookies that have played. It has been the, 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 the rookie show offensively, the large part of the season. Juan Yepes with his big home runs, a couple big hits, although he's fallen off a little bit. Brendan Donovan putting together great at-bats, making good to great plays all over the outfield and infield spots that he's played. Nolan Gorman, a couple of big-time home runs. We have seen the rookies come to play in St. Louis. And when Carlson and O'Neill come back, it's going to be fascinating to see where the Cardinals want to go and who they send down. Because right now, I'm probably sending down Sosa. Sosa or Newtbar are probably the two that I'm hardcore considering sending down because I want Donovan's bat in that lineup. I want Yepes's bat in the lineup. Maybe you could argue Yepes because he's been struggling just a little bit more than the other rookies recently, but I still think that this offense hasn't unlocked its full potential. And it hasn't unlocked its full potential for a couple of different reasons. I already talked about one of them. Goldschmidt and Arenado have yet to get hot at the same time. When those two are playing at their respective levels at the same time, watch out. Pick your poison. <laughs> Another reason is that O'Neal had a big home run opening day, but other than that, has just not hit. He had another home run later than that, but you can't tell me that O'Neal has hit to his potential level. You just can't. That's a big part of this offense. When he is right, when he... I, while last year might have been a career year, a top-of-the-line you know, type of year for him, 
I don't think that the regular line is what he's doing right now and what he did before he got hurt. When he is healthy and right, dynamic. Just and and even you take away the bat, would you rather has would you rather have his glove in left field or Juan Yepes's glove in left field? Think about that for a moment as well. Tyler O'Neill brings gold glove defense to the table that Juan Yepes simply does not. So Tyler O'Neill not unlocking his full potential this season is a huge part of this offense. That is another reason why the Cardinals have not met their full potential offensively. Another big reason, Harrison Bader. He can be a catalyst at the bottom of this lineup. Yes, you heard that right. Harrison Bader can be a catalyst at the bottom of the lineup. I tweeted this out the other day. An 8-9-1 of Brendan Donovan, Harrison Bader, and Tommy Edmond that's when they're all right, when they're all taking pitches and making contact and beating things out and drawing walks, and that can be as scary as an eight nine one can get, to be honest with you. And then you've got the mashers following that. So Harrison Bader not being up to his level, I also think is a part why this. I also think is a part why this offense has not reached its full potential. And again, baseball is a long season. Very rarely, it happened last year, but very rarely are you going to have one through nine all on fire at the same time. But it's also very rare that you're going to have seven players at one time all be struggling. And at times, for the first two months, that's what the Cardinals had. They had Goldschmidt and one other one, or Arenado and one other player really hitting. But outside of that, you just didn't. DeYoung really never got it going outside of spring training. Edmund was usually that one other guy, right? But outside of, you know, Edmund's had some strong stints, strong couple week periods here and there, I don't constitute as, as remaining hot for a long period of time. Two to three weeks, a month at a time, like Goldschmidt and Arnauto were doing, great. Now, if Paul Goldschmidt goes out there and hits 280 this month, that's still solid. I don't expect him to hit 400 again or have 23 extra base hits and break another franchise record. Or it would have to be 24 this month because <laughs> he already got the 23. 20, what, 21, I think it was 23. But this offense hasn't unlocked its full potential yet, and they're still a really good run differential team. Some, like, you know, obviously, that has to do with pitching, too, because the run differential has to do with runs allowed versus runs scored. But I'm, I'm waiting for this offense to unlock its full potential. As we sit here two months into the season, we're past Memorial Day, we're into June. We're not quite to the dog days yet. We're not even to the All-Star break. But this has a feeling of being a, you know, you're not going to need a 17-game winning streak this year to make the playoffs, I don't think. The Brewers are leaking oil. The Cardinals are getting some players back from injury soon to very soon. Got a decent schedule in the month of June to take advantage of. This month of June could be a catalyst for the Cardinals to not only overtake in the NL Central, but to stay ahead in the NL Central. Let me know your thoughts. Drop a comment on the YouTube page. DM me on Twitter at LJFastball. DM the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. I want to know your thoughts on what the first two months have been like, as well as where you see the Cardinals going in the month of June. Can it be different than last month? The Cardinals cannot have another 370 winning percentage month in the month of June and expect to make the playoffs. 
even with the added playoff team. Just can't expect that, can't bank on that, just not going to happen. Tomorrow's show will be talking about the Game 3 of the Padres, uh, as well as the uh, previewing the series this weekend against the Chicago Cubs, which is going to be a doozy because it's five games in four days. We're talking about it on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Cardinals. Be sure to go listen to Locked on MLB with our pal Silly next, if you haven't already listened to it. Uh, lots of Locked on Cardinals content as well. We're at 998 subscribers on YouTube as well last time I checked. So subscribe, get to 1,000. I appreciate you subscribing, listening, interacting, uh, liking, commenting, all those things. I hope I interact with you guys enough. I try to do my best. So uh, until I talk to you guys next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.